News Now. Hello, welcome to Nerd News Now post-Christmas edition. I got everybody here, including myself. I got Kyle Brainy, Miss Jen. Miss Jen, we'll start with you. How was your Christmas? It was so wonderful. I think this is like, I don't know how often this happens when Christmas, Christmas ends up once on a year. Day it was. No, I mean when oh. it ends up on the date that it did, on the day of the week. Because what for for us, since we're closed on Sunday, when Christmas falls on a Saturday like it did this year, we're off on Saturday and Sunday, which is like unheard of to be off two days in a row. The only thing I did was do a live show on Saturday night. Yes, I did. <laughs> Christmas Day, and it was a fun show. Um, so, yeah, I had a really, really good time relaxing and actually spent multiple hours on the couch doing absolutely nothing but opening my eyes and watching dumb shows. What kind of dumb shows? Mm, I watched a whole bunch of Witcher, uh, a few Emily in Paris, but I have to wait for my husband a lot for those. I started a new Korean show about uh, weird stuff that's in the water on the moon, which I'm not going to remember the name right now for some reason. It just started trending. And what else did I watch? Just so much stuff. I even started watching some of The Good Place again. <laughs> Oh, well, that's awesome. Uh, none of those shows sound dumb. I thought you were going to say like Joe Millionaire 2 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> none of us watch that. None of us. <laughs> the fact, well, the thing about Joe Millionaire 2 is the fact that Fox thinks they can pull it off. Like at the end of Joe Millionaire 1, when they gave away the twist, like they're going to do it again? Like, I don't think they could pull it off. You mean like someone's going to Google, is this person a millionaire? Well, at the end of the first one, they 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 uh, kind of the twist was is that the guy who was playing Joe Millionaire, uh, not actually a millionaire, just a hired actor, and the whole thing was a scam. Uh, so now they're saying that one person is and one person isn't, and it's about finding true love and not money, and um, no. So the twist is going to be that they're both not millionaires, or do you think that one of them really is? Which would... I think the twist is going to be that one of them's a robot. At this point, I don't know what else they can do. Yeah. You know, this is just a, a living Japanese a robot that's, you know, like one of those sex robots. You know. I don't, I don't think... understand why anyone would go on one of those shows. There's, there's no to way. Get that you can... famous. I know, but what... What's the life? There are easier ways, right? Going to work out. Man, there are it's easier safe. ways to get famous. You could like kill somebody or something. Well, we don't recommend such things, but it was the just question that was asked every episode of Jerry Springer. I mean, people just want attention. Yeah. Right. Who wants to be outed like that? I'm like, oh, the Springer was the worst. It's like, especially when people knew that they were going on to confront someone that was cheating on them. So you were willing to admit to the entire universe that you've been. You're not worthy of being someone being loyal to you. I don't know. In, in my all actors, right? In my life, you know, Jerry Springer was what Jerry Springer was. But then, I would show up to things like as I got older, and people would talk about what a great mayor Jerry Springer was, and I'm going, "This is the same dude that had, you know, my little person lover cheated on me with my mother's sister's best friend's cousin." Like, but, I don't understand. And they're like, yeah, he's the reason there's an IBM office in Dayton. I'm like, 
or tax abatements. But wasn't he also mayor in a state that has chili served on top of spaghetti? Oh, that's the only proper way to serve chili when you have to no. eat it in the car. Wait, that is a special Wait, that is Skyline? Is that what that's called? Yes, it's Skyline. Uh, <laughs> it's, no things. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark, it's the only proper way to serve chili when it's meant to be eaten while you drive down the road. <laughs> what? No. Does, do people do that? That sounds Skyline like Skyline chili, mess. by and large, is a drive through establishment. Right. Okay. So you're going to get your chili and then... Because we're Americans, we're going <laughs> to eat it in the car while we go from here to there. Like cup if of noodle you, style? Are we talking like the jerk pizza in the cup style? Or you're just talking about like on a plate? Like just I, oh well, if it falls as, on the floor as, or whatever. As uh, my state made his own me, I don't like Skyline Chili. So, um, you know, I don't know why people buy it um, or how it is because I try to avoid it. It's not bad on a chili dog, though. Mm-hmm. But no, you can't order those at the drive-thru. You don't have a Tommy's Burger there, right? No. You drive through, get a bunch of chili on your burger, and you eat right there. You don't need spaghetti right. for it. Well, the thing about... Well, you got to have some sort of conveyance method for the liquid chili. So either a burger or some sort of pasta. Conveyance. Look, man. Right. If your chili's that liquidy, uh, it ain't chili. <laughs> it, 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 well, I I could describe what I think skyline chili looks like to you, but it would be unpleasant for all of us the visual image. Yeah, I think we'll pass on that. Thank you. I mean the the visual image of skyline chili chili is pretty unpleasant, especially I think they I think they put a pound. One pound of shredded cheddar cheese on top of every plate. That is incorrect. How much? How much then? It depends on the size you order. Okay, but it can be up to a pound. I've seen pictures. If you of order it the like family, whole... if you order the family size thing, where you're getting a gallon of chili, you get a pound of cheese. Yes. What the? Are you going to do with that much chili? <laughs> uh. You can't measure it any other way because it has no solid, consistent weight. So you have to measure it it by the liquid weight. You're going to eat it on a four-person tandem bike on your family adventure. That's what you're going to do. I really do imagine people get it and just have a gallon jug in their car and they're just drinking drinking the chili. What I'm hearing is beans in it or no no beans? Uh, Jen, I would argue that this chili doesn't have anything in in it other than some brown water. Okay. 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 So basically, what I'm hearing is, if I go to Ohio, not to buy any chili. If you come to Ohio and you want chili, I will take you to a proper chili place. We have proper chili places here. Or you could come down to Texas and just get proper chili. That's what I mean. Is these are places that are like, you know, you can order it Texas style. You can order it, you know, uh, uh, like. They have different regional chilies that you can get there. Uh, it's a place called Chili's. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Texas style, for those that don't know, Texas style has meat and no spaghetti underneath it. That's the main description of Texas style. Although I would I would implore you. No spaghetti. Make angel hair pasta and put it under Texas style chili with some Fritos and some cheese. I would do that. 
that sounds like a and, frito pie with angel hair pasta, which is my favorite pasta. Because that's thin. that's essentially what Ohio chili is. Is it's angel hair pasta with Ohio chili, which is essentially spicy brown water, and then um, chips and cheese. Uh, if you go to a, a nice place that serves chili, you get it with beef and beans and occasionally like a mushrooms or uh, maybe some other sort of thing. But why are we on this? Uh, out. Like, why do we every I, single I week know. that I haven't got to eat, do we talk about food? <laughs> but if I've eaten and I'm all satiated, <laughs> don't talk about food. Um. I, I haven't eaten tonight yet either, but uh, Skyline Chili makes me lose my appetite. So even if I would have been hungry, I Amen. no longer am. But I will say this, okay? If you guys go to, uh, it, 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 uh, so if you guys go to like an Astros game, right? Can oh, you get chili in the stadium? Yes. Okay. Is it good? Okay, can you also get barbecue in the stadium? And is it oh, good? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay, can you also then get KFC in the stadium and have it be KFC? Hey. Uh, we have Torchy's tacos instead in ours. So you guys cannot get fried chicken and biscuits in your stadium. Okay, so at the Red Stadium, you can get the best barbecue in the state of Ohio that isn't made by my family, uh, which is a place called the Montgomery Inn. Which is a Cincinnati like legendary thing. You can get Skyline Chili. You can go to Bob's Big Boy, which isn't Bob's down there, but it's another kind of big boy. And you can get KFC plus all your regular ballpark food. The lines to everything but the KFC are like insanely long. There's never any line for the KFC. And the staff is there. And they're like, we're just here to collect a check. We don't expect to serve any actual food. Because why would you eat this in the stadium with all this other stuff? Fair. But were you saying to combine all three of those things? Is that what you were No, I'm saying that those are the options at Cincinnati Reds Ball at at Great American Field. Uh, In Cleveland, you can't get barbecue, but you can get all the other stuff. But Mm -hmm. in Cleveland, they have, you can get perch. And walleye, fried perch and walleye, you can get, like, fish. Um, here in Toledo, you can get pizza, like just, like nine different kinds of pizza at our ballpark. See, so you, you go to KFC, buy their chicken, take off their skin, throw that away, get the pizza, take off the cheese, put it right on top of the chicken, go to Skyline Chili's and layer that right on top, and you got yourself a really cool meal. But you got to find spaghetti, which I guess would be at Skyline. True. <laughs> I mean, what Again, Mark, it's spaghetti. not spaghetti. It's angel hair pasta. Hey, you know, little, uh, I don't know. It's angel hair pasta. When was the last time you ate there, Mark? Uh, I'm looking at SkylineChili.com and the main picture of the restaurants. That is not angel hair pasta. There is no so, way because angel hair pasta would be thinner than that pasta. That is not angel hair pasta in the picture. Uh, if you Which, go to any of the locations, uh-huh. it's angel hair pasta. Okay. They might not call it that, but that's what it is. Hey, they, well, they offer a franchise a pound of cheese. I said we open one. <laughs> uh, just so we can uh, prove Kyle uh, Kyle's theory. <laughs> I I wouldn't open a Skyline Chili franchise if Skyline Chili paid me to open a Skyline Chili franchise. So we're I'd be like, 
I'm sorry. Can this be Wetzel's pretzels instead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Pre- pretzels, pretzels should have that much cheese on it, but it has to be melted. It can't be raw cheese. Get yeah, out it's gotta of my be face whiz. It's got to be the whiz form or in a cup that's melted. Sure. Yes. Or okay, Rico's. I don't talk about food mm-hmm. for uh-huh. two seconds. I went to AMC with my family on Christmas Day, which is our... This is the thing we do on Christmas Day. Is go watch a movie. We watch Spider-Man again because awesome. And my son ordered a pretzel. This was the so my son says, "Can I get a pretzel?" And they're like, "Well, you would like a pretzel, or would you like to have our pretzel bites?" And he was like, "I would like the pretzel." We did not look at the image of this pretzel or know anything about it. But when it came out of the kitchen, it was no lie. Pizza box big. And like thick like that. It was a big boy. It was like a $17 pretzel, but it was worth every penny of the $17. So I I implore you, go and have the AMC pretzel experience. I uh, I had a rather disappointing movie theater food experience uh, this week. Uh-oh. Um, so normally I go to, uh, as we often talk about, the Dead Mall and okay. see movies. Um, but they didn't have a showing of The Matrix at a time when I was available. Based on family requirements and things. Yes. So I had to go to the much more alive mall uh, and see the Matrix in a theater with like six people. Um, it's very frustrating. Uh, at the Dead Mall, you can get popcorn, candy, pop. If you want any kind of food, you can get Tostitos with cheese. That's food. That, and Or you can get ice cream. Those are your options. They have very limited food service options, right? How do you even eat that if they don't have spaghetti for conveyance method? I don't understand. Because you're not driving down the road, Mark. You're sitting in a lazy boy watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Skyline Chili is meant to be consumed while going 80 miles an hour down the interstate. <laughs> so you can't honey, taste Maybe honey. that's what makes it good. Maybe it has to be mixed with the adrenaline of maybe. trying to not die. They should have the Yeah. <laughs> no, you just gotta have something for the fork to stick in, Brainy. Anyhow, um, so I go to we go to the Cinemark Theater, which has always had you could got a, you get like a personal pan pizza, you know, a personal cookie, like one of those pan, Pizza Hut sized cookies. Uh, they always had fried food and that kind of stuff. They had nothing. Oh no. Because they can't get enough help to microwave some pretzel bites. That makes me so sad. I'm like, look, if you just unlock that door, it can be self-serve. Like, nobody's got to know. <laughs> so, have you ever gone into a restaurant? They're so busy that you want to go in, in the back and help them? Just like, yes. hey, let yeah, me help constantly. you. You yeah. know, it's like, I, I can see you're busy. I can see the lines. Let me help you. Right. Like, point me in the direction of the soda dispenser. I'll handle this. Right. Yeah. I was at a pyology a few weeks back, and they were, there it was only two people working, and there were lines. And I saw the manager making boxes, and I just wanted to say, just let us make the boxes. You concentrate on the food. Um, I, I, no. I went to McDonald's <laughs> after recording one of these shows a few weeks back, and they had one person doing all the cooking and handing the food out the drive through and one person taking the money and the person taking the money was clearly brand new. So they didn't know how to help cook. 
which is, I think, what they had planned on, is that the two of them could cook together, one of them could run a drive-thru, one of them can't, you know. And I basically said, look, I hear you struggling. Let me help you. And they go, okay, what do you want to do? I go, let me just come in, and I can get my own sodas. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can get my own sauces. Like, seriously, let me help you. I worked here in high school. Like, nuggets haven't changed. I know how to run the fryer. And they're like, we're not allowed to do that, sir. But also, thank you so much. I went up getting like 25 nuggets. I like how you cracked your voice. All right, everybody, hold on for one second. But I just wanted to... uh... I do remember how we got to this, and it's because There's someone in the building. It's because I made a joke about the people of Cincinnati and Skyline Chili and why they would think that Jerry Springer is a great mayor, and so then it went on to an 18-minute food tan- tangent. <laughs> I, I would argue, uh, just holding a piece of paper that says 20 minutes, no nerd topics. I would argue that food is a very big nerd topic, <laughs> especially especially talking about seeing a movie in the undead mall. And Kyle, I have a question. If the mall was undead, was there an active food court? And can you bring in food court food to that movie theater? Um, in an ideal world, you could. But this food court, much like every place, is uh, a ghost town because nothing was open because no one could have, no one had staff. It was also like two in the afternoon, like if I'm being real, on a Thursday. So the high schoolers I normally hire were in school. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. You said high schoolers are in school at two o'clock? Yeah, because around here they get out at 2.30. Like, when we left, the food court was hopping. Like, you could tell it was like kids got out and went to work. It was hopping, so there was one person in line at Sabaro's? Uh, we ran our Sabaro out of town. <laughs> what? Sabaro rules. Uh, I love Sabaro, too, but uh, Toledo is the birthplace of Marco's Pizza, oh. which, if you've, if you've ever had, is very good. Um. And so no one would eat borrow. Instead, they would go across the parking lot to the Marcos and bring it back and eat it in the food court in front of Sparrow, which is hysterical. I <laughs> That's just disrespectful. For three, maybe four years as assistant manager there. I love it. I, you know, because the thing about Marcos is, is that they don't have, like, just one random meatball when you're kind of hungry in the middle of Christmas shopping. I'd be like, I want one meatball and a large soda, please, and be done. I All Meat- I know is that I worked there for a long time, and for a eatery in a food court, they use a remarkable amount of fresh things. Mm-hmm. Very proud of what we served. They used to have, <laughs> at Sbarro, in a glass bottle, like their own brand of lemonade and pink lemonade. It was the best pink lemonade I ever had. When they stopped serving it at the Sbarro, I've never been able to find it or replicate it or any of that kind of stuff. And so I've always wanted to ask somebody who like owns a Sbarro or whatever, can you call like cor- the headquarters and be like, 
do you remember who made it 20 years ago? Is it still available from somewhere? Is it just rebranded as Whole Foods? Like, help me out here. You guys want to know something funny? When I started at Sabaro, they only made those garlic rolls, which were heavy garlic, which tasted amazing, but then you smell like garlic all the day. And they did not make breadsticks. And so I started making breadsticks for myself, which was essentially the easiest thing ever. Take a pizza, you know, like the actual dough for a pizza. Instead of putting the pizza stuff on it, you just put butter and garlic and stuff on it and cut it into strips one time across. And the district manager came in one time and was watching me do that. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making garlic bread for myself because I don't like the garlic rolls. They're too garlicky. He's like, okay, I want to try one when they come out. And then from that day forward, Sabaro had breadsticks. Do you get free breadsticks for life? No, I'm sure they wouldn't even acknowledge that I was the person who started that. But you should have negotiated harder. It cost it, it cost them so much less to make than oh, the sure. other thing. But what you should have done has been like, I'll give you one, but I want a contract in writing before I give you one that I get free garlic bread for life. I think I was <laughs> 19. <laughs> Know your value, Jen. I know. I messed it all the way up. She was Speaking. 19 working in the back of a kitchen. She, <laughs> she knew how much value she had to the company. I will tell you, I'm okay with it because out of my work at Sabaro, I met my husband of 29 years. So he was one of my customers. Your husband was 29 and you were 19? No. <laughs> No, we've been married 29 years on Christmas Day. So that means he is 58 years old today. Oh, my word. No. Well, he was 29 when you met. You've been married for 29 years. But anyway, back to these giant meatballs. from. Sabaro. Oh, I thought we were finally going to talk about the Matrix. <laughs> I think that I just want to wrap. There are no meatballs in Matrix. I want, to, I want to wrap this all up by saying I think a giant meatball is a very drivable food. And it doesn't need the spaghetti conveyance method. You can almost eat it like a morning brand muffin. Uh, at Piata Italian Street Food, which is a new Midwestern fast casual Italian food eatery. Very which specific. Is, well, it's slowly making its way nationwide. It's like Chipotle, but Italian uh -huh. food. Yeah. Uh, it's the slowly growing uh, Piata Italian Street Food. Uh, send me the link. Okay. Um, uh, I can't and talk about it at the same time. Um, but anyhow, they have, you can go through the drive-thru and get a meatball. And it is the best. Like, they're, it's proper meatball. And, yeah, they serve it to you uh, pre-cut up. So all you have to do is stab with a fork. Uh, so do we take that meatball over to Skyline and put chili on top of it? Uh no. Don't you no. take that chili anywhere near that meatball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We hey, there's a the link there's a Piata in Fort Worth. Is what that far from you? Maybe I can make it. Yes. There. Only three and a half hours. I mean it's totally worth it. I'll check it out for sure. I mean they closed like forty five minutes weeks, well. So. They close in like 15 minutes. Drive fast, Mark. Just, drive fast. I mean, 
three I need hours these meatballs for sure. Mm -hmm. So, Rainy, how did you spend your holidays? Cold. You're cold really? there? Oh, because it was cold and rainy, right? Yeah, but we, we also uh, went up to the mountains. Uh, the family just oh. decided to have uh, Christmas on the mountains. Uh, how was that? Yeah. Cold. <laughs> yeah. I've learned, unless if I'm like actively skiing or something like that. I don't know how to ski, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but if I'm not doing a, a, an activity that requires it to be cold, I don't like the cold. Uh, plus, I was getting over whatever, you know, my body's been kicking my rear end for the last week and a half or so. Um, so, you know. Just push but, it too far for the holidays or? I don't know what it is. Um, you know, even went to the doctor and he's like, you know, of course I had to go because everybody's forcing me to go get tested for COVID. Yeah. You know, got tested and he, you know, well, it looks like everything seems to be fine and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, my body's just weak. That's all. Um. Oh. Not to not to take not to sidetrack anymore, but um, there is a Piata Italian street food in Memorial uh, on Memorial Park in Houston. Uh -oh. There's one opening oh, at in yeah uh, something called Med Center on Fannin Street. Fannin, yeah. Okay. And then there's one in there's one in Sugarland. That's far away. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to be helpful here. No, the uh, the the first two you mentioned are pretty close. Memorial oh, Park. Mark road trip. Yeah, it, it looks kind of like free birds with meatballs. So I'm in. Oh. I'm down for that, Kyle. Kyle, how did you? So did you spend your? Uh, how did you spend? Sorry, your I'm Christmas? looking at the menu. Um, my my Christmas was too much family, uh, not enough caffeine or sleep. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, um, so in 2019, we had zero small children. The youngest person at our uh, Christmas celebration was 21. Wow. Uh, now here we are in 2022, 21, and there are two children under the age of two. And in uh, by the 4th of July, there will be four. Um, so the the small children keep replicating. I'm beginning to think it's some sort of governmental conspiracy to keep me from getting presents. And uh, um, that takes your seat away from the kids' table, right? It No. Uh, because I still eat like I'm a one-year-old, so it's pretty messy. So they just leave me there, so there's only one spot to clean up. Um, but no, so my, my nephew was there, which was super fun. I taught him how to do the people's elbow. Um, he has a big plush of Bluey from the cartoon show Bluey. And so I was teaching him wrestling moves on Bluey. I taught him to do the people's elbow. Uh, he's not quite coordinated enough to do the flying elbow yet. But he's got the leg drop down, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, you know, but it was just, it's one of those things is my family has grown exponentially in the last four years. Because everyone has gotten married and had children except for me. I'm the only kind of stable person in the in the group um <laughs> you know i i eat as much i i eat the exact same amount i did four years ago i require the exact same amount of gifts i don't bring anybody extra you know like i'm an you island mean, in, i'm perfect world, yeah <laughs> right, like, it's like you know i'm not an there are no outliers attached to me except for 
my work schedule. So, like, you just referred to uh, people with kids as unstable and outliers, but that's okay. Yes, I I know what I said. I represent this. I know what I said. Uh, so you know, it was it was it was fun. It was fine. It too many people in my grandparents' house. It was like a thousand degrees. Um, too many people in my house. Um, I did get to eat Santa's milk and cookies because uh, my my nephew decided to leave Santa tacos, which was super cool. Uh, tacos so my, from where? Um, that we had had for dinner Christmas okay. Eve. Um, because when you have that many people, you have to come up with a buffet food. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to make a taco buffet than it was to have ham. Um, Skyline chili on top, right? Uh, Jen, we didn't start recording until 18 after minus 47. We're only at 29 minutes. Um, but uh, so, like, that was super fun. Um, and like, I got to watch Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus conquers the Martians because of all these great streaming services now. They're like endless supply of Christmas movies. So Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Why does that sound familiar? Uh, 1964. Do I have the vinyl of that? I feel like I might. That would make sense. It was great. You know. Uh, But yeah, it was, you know. I had more fun the days before Christmas, the days after Christmas. And then battling the porn bots that attacked the experience. So many. During Christmas. Wait, come again? Uh, yeah, we got attacked by porn bots. Uh, we broke the algorithm, Brainy. We broke the algorithm. <laughs> oh, is that why I was kicked out of uh, Streamyard? No. <laughs> uh, but um, the um, yeah, we uh, lots of porn bots trying to attack our Yule log. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun battling the porn bots, but I uh. This was the first Christmas that my entire present count was um, for one place, uh, Duluth Trading Company. Really? Yes. Do you guys have Duluth Trading Company? No, but I I have seen those commercials a million times at work. They they have like like the the ballroom uh, jeans and um, uh, the, the pants that are made out of fire hose. Yeah, they have like the animated lumberjack and all the animals mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I bought a the- pair of their their jeans a few years back and they're like my favorite jeans. Yeah. But they're so expensive I would never justify spending that much money on a pair of jeans. So I told my family, I want Duluth Trading Company gift certificates because what I'll do is whatever so I got four different ones, so I'm gonna go buy four pairs of jeans and I just pay the difference. On whatever you know the gift cards are, so I went up with four pairs of jeans because it's how the much are these jeans? Uh, the pair I'm wearing right now were eighty six dollars. Ow! Too rich for me, man. That's what I'm saying. But if I can pay twenty six dollars because somebody was dumb enough to give me a sixty dollar gift certificate, yeah, I'll call that a win. <laughs> I have paid like two hundred fifty dollars for a pair of pants before, so. Pants are different than jeans. 
Yeah. I was going to say, like, if, they're, if they're nice jeans and they last a long time and you can wear them four days in a row without washing them, I'm not saying you can't, just depends on your personal preference and what you're doing, but jeans can go a long way. Like, I got, I have a pair of dress pants that were well, way more than that, but like they're custom tailored dress pants. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, custom tailored. And you got to get them dry cleaned every time. And right. Can, yeah. And, so, you know, the guy I, has to feel you up a little bit when he's trying to figure out how long the inseam needs to be. It's awkward. Like, I feel like there's a level of hazard pay when that has to be a thing. You know, I've never thought about it that way, but thank you, Kyle. Thank you for putting it in that manner. You're welcome. <laughs> now, whenever I see my tailor, I'll be like, uh, don't go there, buddy. Can we talk about the I Matrix think, now? Yeah, but I just want to say I think those jeans are definitely worth uh, the $86 if they make you happy. They yeah. do. Okay, Matrix, Miss Jen, Kyle, uh, Brainy, if you're in the Matrix, go crazy. Uh, I am at the point where it says Warner Brothers. That's it. Because I realized that today that, oh, this is streaming also. It's on. I've, I've watched actually. it. I've watched it like five times because it's streaming. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Matrix. So, Miss Jen, how was your birthday seeing The Matrix? Oh, I loved it. It's so funny because before the movie started, we did like a mock battle and all kinds of other fun things just for me because I'm a dork. And I, I shouted very loudly in the movie. It's all us in the movie theater, by the way. I'm not annoying other people. But um, I told him, I said, you guys can heckle the screen as much as you want because I say so. And everyone was silent for the entire movie. So either they were trying to figure it all out or they're just not hecklers. <laughs> there was a level of you had to figure it all out. Mm. Like there was a level of if you hadn't watched the third film recently enough or didn't have a strong enough memory of the third film yeah. that you're going, what the hell am I watching? Yeah, it would but certainly have helped. Also, like if you did have a strong memory of the third film, Oh, was it a great movie or what? Like, it was just like, I'm watching this movie and it just feels like the weight of the first three tri movies is being lifted off my chest. That truth. Yep. Um, you know, I have a, I have a weird, and we've talked about this, I think, before. I have a weird emotional connection to the Matrix films uh -huh. um, that, you know, goes far deeper than a movie. And so to see it and to feel like, okay, I finally have some closure on all of that. For me, it was actually a very cathartic, you know, point of some grieving that I've been doing for 15 years. So, you know, it's 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 it was it was just in a week where I saw Spider-Man in the Matrix. I would see the Matrix 100 times if I never saw Spider-Man again, I'd be all right. Like, my, that's my, how good that's how I felt about that movie. My favorite part honestly is this like self-realization thing that you have and mark you'll get it so i'm not going to ruin it for you but there is a thought that every single person in the movie theater has to have had at a specific part and i can't wait for mark to figure what that is but it's a uh, it's like wait this is the most meta film i've ever watched quite honestly where it knows what it is and it addresses that fully yeah, yeah i had that showed up 
So yeah. I had a couple of moments early in the movie where I'm like, I do not love the blurred lines kind of thing that happened. But as you get deeper into the movie, it all makes so much more sense. You're like, I'm such a mor- I hate myself for thinking that 25 minutes ago in this stupid movie. I wish I would have just trusted them. Yep. Yeah. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear the normal Kyle hat and say there's a reason why Spider-Man did four times better than <laughs> Matrix did in the box office. Uh, the fact that Spider-Man has a much broader appeal. There's a reason why. I don't not think just, it, not just Spider-Man, but also Sing Two did twice as better. Also, much broader appeal. appeal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, the thing of it is, is the people who are going to sing the praises of the Matrix are the people who it was for. Yeah, that's true. Like, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, is one of my complaints is that they painted it with too broad of a brush. It, you know, is for everybody. You know, Sing 2 is for the children. Like, Sing 2 and the Wu-Tang Clan are the same. Like, <laughs> you... It's 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 the Matrix ain't for everybody. That's and, not how they've sold Matrix so far. Uh this this movie very specifically is not for everybody. Oh right, you're absolutely right. You had to have known what was going on in the other three to know. Right. It, it's 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 a niche film. Like I would put this with some of the other Lana Wachowski films, where it's I'm shocked. It, you know, if it wasn't a Matrix movie, I don't think it would have gotten wide release. It would have been an art film that you had to, you know, go see an indie screening of. Because it's just that niche. I will say, though, Mark, you kind of have a Matrix, like you're dressed like you're ready for the Matrix. Mm-hmm. With the plain gray sweater. Oh, yeah. It's actually like, a, uh, a Doja <laughs> cat. Doja. Aww. Doja cat. <laughs> Doja Cat, who was featured in one of the best episodes of television of the year on one of the best shows of the year, Dave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get behind that. But no, um, I, not, I, I loved The Matrix every second of it. I cried several times. How how many years had it been between Matrix 3 and this one? Oh, wow. Too many, but... Because we're only going like every two years without a Spider-Man film, you know, so... I think that's another reason, but Spider-Man in the same vein, it was for everyone, but I feel like it was specifically for people who might have felt felt thwarted by the two amazing Spider-Man films and Spider-Man 3. Well, for me, in Mate, look, the original Matrix did something no other film had done at that time. Uh, you know, they took CGI to a whole new level. And not just CGI, just, you know, uh, video presentation, they took it to a whole new level. It redefined what movies were. Uh, today, almost every movie out there is doing what Matrix did. And, so, and this was this was one where the Matrix, I think this movie specifically, was trying less to be Avatar, um, where it was cutting edge and it was changing everything. And this was about storytelling. And that's this that's where I finalizing think, the story. I think that's where Matrix is failing. It didn't have a solid story the first three movies. Uh, the first one did because it, it was new to all of us. 
Right. So we're trying to develop that. Didn't do very well. Third one, of course, everybody, you know. Uh, well, and if I still don't think I saw the third one. I know what the story is about. I don't think I ever saw it. Uh, it's been 18 years since The Matrix Revolutions. Yes. Uh, I think it's only been 17 years since The Animatrix. Which is a, I, I thought Animatrix was a great uh, mm-hmm. movie. Uh, I, I think they did a good job with that. Um, but no, um, so the thing about it was is that The Matrix has always been a little bit heavy handed in terms of its uh, imagery and the storytelling. And it's not required you to really pay attention to the story too deeply because it kind of lays it all out for you. The allegory and the, the metaphor and all that kind of stuff that it's presenting. This was the first movie, I think, in the trilogy that stood alone and said, yeah, this is what this is about. And this is all this heavy handed stuff. But also, what does that mean for you as a person? Like. And and so it let you tell a story about how you as a person access the world. And, and, you know, will I spoil anything? You might. Maybe not. I was, Maybe I'm not. still going to watch it. You can. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but this is more of a love story than it is a post-neo, post-apocalyptic neo, apocalyptic uh, war story. It, it, I mean, it literally spells out as a love story more than anything else. It also, Which, I, I think, it gives some other other characters some more, more depth, their own power than you know, like mean, like they get to do things. Instead of relying only on the mythos of Neo, correct. That there are other well, characters. Yeah, they, they, you're absolutely right. They do develop the other characters much, much better than they did in the past, and they do show their involvement. And um, dang, I try not to spoil anything. <laughs> but again, I, I, I'm glad I streamed it. I'm glad I didn't go to the theaters for it. I'm glad I went to the theater because it's it's a very well, visual film. And I, I think for you it was a little bit more eventful to be. You know, oh, yeah. it was, it was, sort of it was, was I was also there with a lot of people that would, I knew would like it. So exactly, <laughs> right. I mean, and and I will say this: I had heard the reservations that people were having about it, so I went and saw a matinee. I was not before this movie came out willing to risk full price on it. I now having seen it, I would have, but you know, I went and saw a matinee. Like if you if if you don't feel like you're gonna you're you're if you're if you're worried about getting your value out, stream it. Absolutely. Or go see a matinee or go to a dead mall. But go see it in a theater or see it on the biggest possible screen you can get your hands on. Like my dad wants to watch it, so and but he's not willing to go to a theater. So we're setting up the projector at the house, oh, there you and go. he's just going to wear headphones and watch it, so he can get the full surround sound feel with just the projector on the wall. Well, I do want to add that I am looking forward to uh, episode two or episode five, whatever they want to call it, um, of Matrix. So you know, let's see where that goes, because they did a very good job of developing the next uh, episode or. You know, whatever you want to call it. Oh, Has yeah. that been announced? Are they doing that? Who knows? It hasn't been announced, but it'd be incredibly difficult to leave it laying where it is. Yep. Oh, okay. 
matter of and, fact, the people that I see that do do uh, when they've talked about it or you know like been typing about it on the internet when they're like oh well this wraps it all up nicely and I, I can't imagine where they'd go from here I'm like you did not watch this you movie. did yeah right <laughs> uh, different the films suck. than I did I think these are the worst end credits we see or mid credits with the mid credits that was end credits the worst end credits I've seen in any movie they did not leave, need to put that in there no they didn't need that in there yeah from the Matrix or for Hawkeye? What are we talking about? The Matrix. Oh. The one for Hawkeye definitely needed to be there. Well, the one it was, it yeah. definitely needed to be there. Well, just if for no other reason than I can text Adam Pascal and go, dude, when did you get old? <laughs> and he can remind me that he debuted on Broadway when I was five. <laughs> So what was discussed about Spider-Man last week? Nothing. Nothing because we didn't want to spoil anything. So I think this week we can talk about it. I think it's a fair assessment. If I've seen it three times in the movie theater and I don't know, how many how many of you guys for? Uh, one. None. Zero. So we're, we're going to ruin it for Brainy if we stop, talk about it. Well, I, don't I can I can sneak out and you guys just wave at me when, we, when you're ready. Whatever you want to do. We could just talk about Hawkeye instead. We could yeah, just we talk about Hawkeye instead. Your and choice. Then we, spare, then we can spare Kyle from having to talk about Spider-Man. Well, you know, I, I'll probably wait till it comes on streaming now, unfortunately. I don't see myself going to the theater in the next couple of months at least. So Yeah, not now. Um, I, I haven't heard a release date for that yet, but um, studios look like they might start taking on um, maybe like a 45-day turnaround. Yeah. So I know, like, Encanto came out really fast. That came out on Christmas um, on Disney+. Plus. So we'll see what they do. And, I, you know, there's still the – it's a Sony film, even though it's in the MCU. So who knows what's going to happen. But hopefully you need to see it. So hopefully it comes out sooner than later. Now, did everyone, did everyone see Hawkeye, the Hawkeye finale? Uh, I haven't, but it's okay if you want to ruin it for me. I'm – it's, I'm gonna watch it and just enjoy it anyway. It won't matter. Well, we could just talk about the post-credit scene. Okay, let's do it. Uh, lyrically, Stephen Sondheim was rolling over in his all too recent grave. Mm-hmm. Um, for the post-credit scene. Also, Adam Pascal looks really old, and um, I think they should make that a real thing. But someone else should write the book. Write the book of the musical. Yes. Somebody else needs to rewrite the lyrics because the <laughs> lyrics were really rough and I can do this all day. Yeah. What did they just, did they do a full, full uh, song of the they did. America musical? They did. <clears throat> it, yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah, you know, that, that was a, it was a good uh, after credit. It was a nice palate cleanser for sure. Yeah, definitely. What what do you guys for the, uh, the over and under for that actually making it to Broadway? No, uh, like a thousand percent under. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after Spider Man, turn off the dark or turn right. on the dark or whatever. No. After yeah. Spider Man, we murder the actors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was also done as a parody for the you know the Spider Man uh, Broadway. So. Yeah, it was kind of a middle too. finger at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that's happening, but uh, 
I did enjoy the Hawkeye season as a whole. I don't know how much we want to talk about that. Not I, enough pizza dog, though. I didn't love it until the end of episode three. Mm-hmm. Last five minutes of episode three, the first two and three quarters episodes, I'm like, this is just okay. Then the end of episode three happens, episode the last five minutes, and then episodes four, five, and six, or whatever it was, from the rooftop scene with Echo and Yelena through the end of the movie or the show were some of the best streaming minutes Disney has ever produced. I agree with Kyle on that. I, you know, I think the first, at least the first two episodes went too, too slow. In fact, they could have made the, the, they could have combined the first two together, made that episode one and just left it at five episodes. I think it would have gone a little bit faster. Um, but yeah, I, I overall I think it was a it was a good show. It it wasn't uh it wasn't Scarlet Witch uh, no. level, but it, it was still a very good show. Um, See, yeah, I it, think it, it was a, better. Wow, really? You think it was better than just uh, because of the last two and a half episodes? We're bet I made that show better than the whole of WandaVision. I don't know. I don't know. I think you think because there was a payoff? It, it, like, I think there was a, a better payoff. Hawkeye. I I have huge thematic problems with WandaVision in terms of uh, it started off really original and really interesting and then it's here let's just shoehorn some agent guys in it for a while like and it got weaker as the season went on before ending on a strong note like it it was a it was a u-shaped show whereas this one peaked at the end and Hawkeye, um, Hawkeye did something what we, what everybody had been always uh, speculating all the other shows to be doing. It come, you know, it basically brought in and developed the rest of the MCU. Yep. Uh, I put on, I, I put on Facebook that Yelena Belova is my favorite part of the MCU right now, and after Scarlet or after uh, Black Widow, I would have been fine if we never saw Mrs. Zach Braff again. Um. Florence Pugh, that's her name. I couldn't think of her name. She's engaged or married or dating Zach Graff. Right, yeah, yeah. I'd have been a, job in Hawkeye. Yeah, so. she did. Gr- she did great in Hawkeye. Like she went from something I could do without to being my favorite part of the MCU right now. And her and her character's chemistry with Kate Bishop was done very well as well. You know, You're very funny, they- Kate Bishop. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I think they developed that really well, as opposed to you know making it too competitive or whatnot. I, I think they did a good job with it. Mm. Uh, there, there was no power struggle there. There was nothing that said you know there was no egos there at all. It was more of a hey, look, we both know we're good. We both know we can do this. This mutual respect and whatnot, and they had fun with it. I, I will say this though: Disney needs to get around to doing right by David Aja. Um, yeah. Been story. Yes. Yeah. The, those were totally. Those credits were all based on his art, and uh, no credit for it. I kept on waiting for it to pop up anytime. So I guess cut there was a, never cut even him a, a big ass check and yeah, let's go. Yeah, cut him a check and hire him to do any upcoming credits where they're going to use that. It's a very specific art style. 
<laughs> it, it really is. So, and yeah, also, just okay um, inspired by, and then put his name there. Right, and I mean, pay okay. him, pay him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I feel like David Aja on some level is a lot like I would be. It's like, I don't care if you don't put my name on the stupid thing at this point, but pay me my money. Absolutely. And also, uh, please give Pizza Dog his, his yes. uh, own short series, kind of like they did with Doug from Up, because the in the comic, the dog is a part of the story. And in this, and especially the fact that this is an actual rescue dog, non-trained before this, and was doing definitely trained things in the film or in the movie, in the show. Ugh. I, I don't understand. Like, we need more P- Lucky the Pizza Dog. I don't get it. All right. Hear me, me out. Hear me out. Lucky the Pizza Dog, Doug from Up, and the Rat from Ratatouille have a show <laughs> together that's kind of like Chef. Like, because, so, you know, John, John Favreau had a lot to do with that show, Chef. Like, so we do it with Pizza Dog, Doug from Up, and. You know, they're, um, they're going to make an Avengers Pets movie. Remy. Like that, yeah. Two dogs. The pet Avengers. Pet Avengers. Pet Avengers. Yeah, Yeah. Pet Avengers. Uh, Because then we get, then we get, then we get logged out of space, puppy. (laughs) Two dogs, a rat, and a pizza place. Just like Uh, we all know how that worked out for the non Ryan Reynolds in that group. (laughs) Well, yeah. I like the name that worked. That's a good name. Well, that that was the two guys, a girl, and a pizza place where Ryan Reynolds came from, and I can't remember who else was on it. Uh, please hold, and I will tell you. Uh, t- trailer Howard, uh, Ricardo uh, Ricolo, Nathan Fillion, well, it Suzanne Cryer. Huh? It worked out pretty well for him. Well, it worked out pretty well, like for all of these guys. Um, yeah. Because you, you know your leads were uh, were Ryan Reynolds and uh, oh, I'm going to forget his name now, uh, Richard Ricolo, who went on to be, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, Mike and Legit, um, Jay Clemens and Rita Rocks, uh, blah, 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 Glenn and Joey. Um, he's just he's that guy in that thing. He does one episode of like every show. Um, oh yeah, there's a lot of guys in that thing. Yep. Yeah, he's one of those guys from that thing. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, you also had you also had Trailer Howard who was on Monk and who has been in the West Wing and Bram and Alice, which I watched, which was good. Um just a lot of stuff. Um then Ryan Reynolds, you know, nothing ever happened to that guy. Nah. He, he misses made, Mark. Yeah, he hasn't even made a mobile phone company or anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, even even Suzanne Cryer, who was on there, who was the second girl, has been on Silicon Valley since day one. Who was on Silicon Valley since day one. And yeah. Is on all our eyes now. Like, so it's not like they've not done, she's not done anything. And then, you know, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Now, how did we fall down this rabbit hole? Because it was a pizza place, but it wasn't about food. Oh, because of the dogs. So, um, whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. On yeah. two guys, a girl, and a pizza place, and thirteen episodes. David Ogden Steers. 
aka uh, Charles Emerson Winchester the Third from Mash. I know. I did not remember that. Wow. And Tiffany Amber Thiessen was on eight episodes. From the new Saved by the Bell on Peacock streaming now. Right. From yeah. Uh, that 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 is is a travesty that that show is not made show of the year list. Here's what they that, need to do. If they're gonna make Showgirls part of the Saved by the Bell universe, they did. Tiffany Thiessen's part of and two guys are going to pizza place needs to be made part of the- <laughs> <laughs> made canon. Also, yes. I mean, so 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 far they've made Franklin and Bash canon. Uh huh. They've made Showgirls canon. I mean, that would be the next logical step, I think. Right. I mean, uh, unless I they make that- Mario Lopez's time on Miami Heat canon. <laughs> I think the most logical step for Saved by the Bell two is to end that stupid show. No, that show was awesome. Have you have you seen no. it? Yes, it's great. I, no, okay. it's not. I oh, I yeah, think we, it's we, did, we did talk about it last week. Sorry. <laughs> look, if they're look if they're not going to bring back Punky Brewster for another season because they're not, they got to at least keep making this because that money's got to go somewhere. Yeah. Bring back also, Alf. It's a great show. Bring back Alf. Thing. Bring back Alf. I think they I are. have the puppet at home right now, ready to go. <laughs> an Alf reboot has been talked about for a long, long time. In fact, an Alf reboot would be great because it, it, I think they could do a lot more now than they were able to do. Back oh, why there. would you? Who would voice it? Um, Gordon Chumway. Is that who voiced it originally? No, that's just Alf's real name. Mm. I didn't know who voiced it originally, so I just said that. I would argue also that the Alf Saturday morning cartoon was better than the live-action Alf. Agreed. So if you're an Alf fan, because that was awesome. He was on Melmac. It's fantastic. I don't Um, know where that's available, but it was great. I have to make a a correction. I Uh said that Mario Lopez was in a show called Miami Heat. It was called Pacific Blue. I I apologize for this indiscretion. But it's still it was still like cops on bikes though, right? Yes. Yeah. What wasn't he also on ET? Or I think he still is, isn't he? Uh you mean extra. Extra ET, isn't that the same crap? Well no, yes. one's entertainment tonight. I mean same idea. Hollywood magazine. Uh, he is on Access Hollywood. He was on all access. He was on extra. He was on Entertainment Tonight, but just like as himself, not as the host. Wow. Uh, so we were talking about doing a show with two dogs and a rat, right? Yes, this is where this came from. <laughs> I'm going to use this as an opportunity to segue and talk about some other Stray Dogs. And that's comics that are coming out. Stray Dogs, Dog Days, number one, comes out. Uh, some other key issues coming out. Swamp Thing, Green Hell, number one. Timeless, number one, from Marvel. Cult of Icarus, number one, from Scout Comics. And Apache Delivery Service, from Matt Kent and Dark Horse Comics. I am uh, excited for all five of those. I don't know what's on your guys' list for this week, um, but uh, the Stray Dogs, I want to see that um, sort of like flushed out. And then I'm all about Swamp Thing. So that sounds amazing. Uh, Timeless has a nice King cover. Uh, and especially uh, Matt Kent. Uh, doing that book Apache Delivery Service? Uh, yes. Uh, what 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 do you guys have? 
uh, in your poll box for this week. I thought Thomas have... for last week. It might have. Yeah. This might be. This might be outdated due to supply issues and all that. Yeah, uh, I have. I have two books from Comicsology Press this week that I'm excited for. I have nothing so far because, uh, from what we hear, our lunar in, is delayed until next week, and I think our oh. PRH is delayed next week too. So, most of our books are not coming in until next week. Thank you, FedEx. And, Appreciate and, it. And Diamond is uh, Diamond stuff was uh, at least for our area said 48 hours delayed which could end up being thursday for yeah we might not release this until next week either but mark since you yeah. brought up stray dogs dog days miss jen has already seen this but this is what i got my wife for christmas oh wow i got the penciled and the inked original covers for I don't know if you can see the ink. Well, the pencil I think is better. Yeah. That's the pencil version. That's the original cover. So pretty. Yeah. No, I should have actually bought the comic book as well. I didn't think about that until later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, whichever store has that cover, I need to go buy it. <laughs> so uh this week uh book of evil scott snyder and jacques uh from comicsology press oh. um and barnstormers uh also scott snyder but it's tula lote as the artist uh barnstormers is a high-flying adventure romance set just after world war one uh it's a bonnie and clyde but with planes um, and then Book of Evil is um, <laughs> uh, basically in the future, ninety percent of people are burned psych are born as psychopaths, uh, and it's about four people who are not psychopaths trying to grow up and survive. They hiding in plain sight. What are they doing? Uh, you have to ask Scott Snyder. That's what I. That's the information I have. Until tomorrow morning when they send me the PDF. I'll have the PDFs tomorrow morning so that I uh, should be able to read them for Dan. Dan and I show tomorrow night. Nice. Mm -hmm. The cover reminds me of Stand By Me, and also the movie Stand By Me kind of could be have been described as that too. <laughs> hey. The four main kids deal with a bunch of psychopaths. Mm -hmm. It looks like we found our missing. Uh... South Point uh, Press box. Source I'm looking point? at Source Point. Sorry, yeah, Source Point Press. Um, I, I just looked at uh, new stuff coming into our store, and looks like we got some stuff in. Huzzah! Uh, so anything else on comic? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, there's some other stuff that. Uh, uh, Rise of Dracula, number one from Source Point Press. Yeah. Um, Hecate's Wall, number two, or Will, number two, um, from Black Mask. Winchester Mystery House, number three. Um, I don't have any Marvel or DC on my list this week, 
but I know that there are some interesting books there. Um, I just decided actively to not order any this week. Spend that money on hardcovers and stuff. Okay. Not so, even uh, not even Swamp Thing Hell, huh? By Jeff nope. Lemire and Doug Mankey. No, like I said, this 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 week I decided to spend all of the all of the money I would normally spend on Marvel and DC on hardcovers. Okay. So which hardcovers are you gonna get? Uh hold on, I'm trying to pull up my order form. I have to log into a separate computer because I don't do it on this computer. Um, let's see. Uh, Spider-Man Life Story hardcover. Uh, the Daredevil hardcover, the Charles Soule Daredevil hardcover. <laughs> um, so start off right away with two Marvels. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest from Top Shelf. Um, oh, and there was one more that I know I ordered, but I don't see it on the list. So maybe it doesn't come out this week. Maybe it comes out next week. But I have one more that I know I ordered with this batch. As I dig through. Yep. Okay. Wonder Woman. Uh, the Silver Age Omnibus Volume 1. Uh, comes out next week. That was the other one. That's a lot of reading that you just mentioned. That is. That's a lot of reading. So so for for New Year's, are we all going to be watching Cobra Kai and Book of Boba Fett? Book of Boba Fett. Um, okay. Neither. Brain, you shook your head. Also. Um. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing for New Year's. Well, I mean, are we just talking about the New Year in general or New Year's Eve? Uh. Well, yeah, New Year's Eve. I'm talking about. I'm going to hide from. Fire no. Uh, New I Year's Eve. I will be now. right here. Uh, we are one of our shows, the show that is Friday night, which by the way, Jen, I'm supposed to, I needed to text you about, <laughs> this is news. Uh, uh, Nancy McCann from comics unlimited in Cleveland, Tennessee is going to do a three hour comic sale, uh, Friday night, uh, counting down to midnight from 9 PM to midnight Eastern standard time. Uh, and in the last five minutes, we're going to invite as many people from the experience on to do a countdown to mid to new year's East coast time. Um, so I'll be here. In my Ooh, chair, should, where I always am. do a midnight mix. Actually, uh, you're... Yourself for that, Brainy? <laughs> I, I did that last year, you know. Uh, around... And as I recall, your New Year's Eve midnight mix was Jen and I texting going, we need to make this a thing on the experience. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> that is exactly how it happened. Yep. Uh, I mean, if you want to, we can. I, I, I haven't planned anything for next week, so. Well, what we'll do is we'll just do it Friday and Saturday, same mix. So if you do one, we'll have two. 
Uh, let me think it through. All right. Let me know. Yeah. No, I, I will be hiding from fireworks. I, I am not a fan. How does that song go when they come for me? I'll be sitting in my chair. Like, <laughs> I'll be here. Like, uh, New Year's Eve, I'll be here. New Year's Day, I'll be here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, that was not, I will be watching uh, Cobra Kai and Book of Boba Fett. I'm not sure how many episodes they're releasing, but I will watch whatever they release. Oh, um, something else to put on your radar. It doesn't come out this week. It's next week. Um, 2000 AD, The Ultimate Collection, Volume 113, hardcover. Uh, this one is the Shane Holt uh, Cradle Grave story, which is one of the greatest 2000 AD things that isn't Dr. Dread or Judge Dread. All right. So. Well, thanks, guys, for doing this uh, post-Christmas wrap-up. I hope everyone's enjoying their holidays. And have a uh, safe and happy New Year's, whether you're hiding from fireworks like me or not. If you're out and about, be extra safe. But uh, we will see you next year uh, on Nerd News Now. Nerd News Now is part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by The Adventure Begins, Comics and Games, and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out the other shows on Woodlands Online, like Music Cafe, Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and much more. You can watch these on Woodlands Online and our partner station, KBQT HD 21, over the air on your television. All these shows and more on Roku. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup, and you can listen to the audio podcast on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next year on Nerd News Now.